Welcome to another edition of Tech Post here on Limerick City Community Radio, brought to you in association with the Limerick Post newspaper. Tech Post is where we talk all about what's happening in the world of technology, and Tech Post is sponsored by the .ie domain registry. And go to www.wear.ie for more information on .ie domain names. And for the final episode of 2023, I am delighted to be once again joined by Dave, the Don O'Neill. Dave, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hang on, I, 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 we, we need a fanfare. <laughs> oh, sounds like Dave got a new mixer. <laughs> uh, no, I got this. this. This is my toy from last year. All right, this is, so you've just been playing around with it a bit more, is it? Yeah. You don't have any Christmassy jingles there, Dave, no? Uh, let me see. I have... Ah, that sounds okay. That's, that's good. About, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> crickets. <laughs> yeah, the crickets are good. It's Oh, my God. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> oh, God almighty. So, Dave, this is the last episode of 2023. Um, it is. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been a good year, good year in tech. Uh, I really enjoyed all the bits and pieces through it. But uh, let's let's we'll, we'll we'll do our reminiscing later on, and we might talk about what we're looking forward to next year. But right now, let's uh, let's delve into some of the things we missed from the last episode that we didn't have time to cover. Uh, we'll run through a few of these quickly, Dave. Uh, I'm going to start with the Amazon stuff. So, have you? been following any of the new amazon things or read up on them dave you know what i haven't really been um i know they've released like new iterations of their show um devices etc uh, mm-hmm. etc et but yeah, you know what it's it's not something that really interests me but um maybe maybe in the future well for anybody interested in your smart home stuff uh yeah the you can't go wrong with a with an echo an echo whether it's an echo show or an echo dot or whatever you want uh you can't go wrong with starting with an echo and uh i would this would be my recommendation is to if you are getting into smart home stuff uh an echo show or um just your normal echo device and uh get started with a philips hue system so the philips hue bulbs are pretty much rock solid they're brilliant they're great yokes they you get great loads of years life out of each bulb uh they're a bit more expensive to start off with but they're in terms of connectivity and everything i think they're fabulous i just like i've i've had my bulbs around the house for probably seven or eight years now none none of them have failed it's absolutely perfect I, i that would be a great starter but anyway, the Amazon stuff that got launched there recently. So you were right there, Dave, the Echo Show 8, a new version mm. of that, which really is just kind of a faster, really. Um, the software is, a, uh, as with everything, it's uh, more AI inside in it. Uh, they do things like if you're, if you're far away from it, it'll give you things that you can see like a large clock or news headlines but as you get closer to it it'll bring up more detailed touch-friendly interface items personalized content for you Uh, so they're they're just trying to make it a bit more of a a personalized device for each person and um, aware of whether somebody's looking at it or not obviously you need to have the the camera activated for that but they kept their dedicated button to hide the camera as well to like there's a little button that just puts a slider over the camera which is great um i have to say like i have the uh older echo show and uh it's great for music it's great for like whether you're just going to play something internet radio or if you want like link it to spotify or amazon music or apple apple music uh great and is it the eight it's the eight yeah but it's the previous generation so Mm. i don't know if i'll upgrade it there's nothing in this one that's really kind of made me decide that i want it but it's just another iteration okay well i mean i know i know the first generation echo five was uh 
was kind of like, yeah, there was a, it was a mixed bag in terms of the sound because it had a down-firing speaker on it. And I think they improved it over and over. So I don't know if the 8 ever suffered from, from that, but maybe the sound is better as well in this new version. And that would be something I would be interested in more, more than anything else. Yeah, um, they, it would be. I, it, with each version, it does get better. The microphones get better. The sound gets better. Uh, but I have no problems with my older one. And it's great. Uh, Joe is great for as well. Just using it as a photo frame. So whenever, oh, yeah. Yeah, whenever I'm not doing anything, like I just upload any t- anytime I'm away anywhere or at an event or anything, like I come home and I just upload three or four photos, good photos that I took the, into the Amazon app. And... They're there on my Echo Show, so sitting there in the kitchen. Where'd you keep it? In the, the living room or the kitchen? It's in, it's in the kitchen, yeah. It's on the windowsill in the kitchen. Right. And right. it's just it's just handy because it just defaults back to kind of a photo frame all the time. So you just get mm. all your photos scrolling around on it. So it's it's perfect for that when you're not using it or not doing anything with it. But uh, I have to say I, I enjoy it. Like I've, I've a mixed bag around my house. I've like Echoes and also HomePod. The home pod mini, isn't it? Home pod yeah. mini, that's it. Yeah, so I use both around the house. Uh, I have to say, the sound out of the home pod minis is fabulous, but I can't fault the echo either. Uh, and it does for general conversation, it's much better than Siri. So, way, way really? better. Yeah, for okay. when you, when you uh, ask it certain questions, you know you're going to get an answer where you often wish. Um, I, I was just looking here as I was seeing her name. My phone was activating there to see was I about to talk to it. So I'm going to have to uh, take the lead from one of the lads over in the Apple Insider podcast and call reverse the name and call it Iris. Iris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you hear me referring to Iris, you know that it's Apple's assistant. Um, gotcha. Right. So, yeah, it it. Uh, often it kind of says things like, oh, I found this on the web or something like that. Whereas with the Echo, you get a lot more information fed back to you. So I'm hoping that Apple at some stage will bring a better version. You know, Mm. I thought they were kind of doing less of that. I thought it had improved significantly because I know that was the very early days. That was a big complaint that it would just show you something from the web, a link. Yeah, it has improved, but it's still not there. Still not there. Uh, okay. But, but as a music listening device, the HomePod Mini sounds out of them. I, I'm tempted to go get the the HomePod itself, the actual full version of it, because the sound is so good out of the Minis. Like, they must be amazing out of the HomePod. But we are going off on a tangent here now. We're talking about the Echo stuff. So the other thing that, the, that Amazon launched was the Echo Hub which is your smart controller. So that's basically a screen on the wall and it would have all your smart home stuff inside it. So the the layout of it, of the buttons and everything, the interface, so that you can view your cameras, turn on and off lights. Uh, It's an eight inch touchscreen and you can customize the, the interface to whatever you want. So you can have multiple live camera feeds. You can have all your, um, different routines, shortcuts, scenes, uh, turning on and off devices so you can locate them wherever you want. And it, uh, what they're boasting is that the Echo Hub supports over 140,000 smart devices. So it includes Matter and Tread inside it. And you get power over Ethernet to it as well with a USB-C converter. Mm. Handy little thing if if you were so inclined, if you wanted your kind of like smart controller on the wall someplace, like when you come in the door or mounted someplace inside in one of the rooms or a bedroom or something like that. Nice. It, it's doing effectively the same as what a, a tablet would do, but just probably dedicated and a bit cheaper really as well. I think they're right. starting around the 200 euro mark. They also released their Echo Frames, which... I don't know why they're doing this. I, I, it, it's effectively, it's their glasses, smart glasses with Alexa built uh-huh. in. So I don't know where the connectivity for that is coming from. I presume it has to hotspot to your phone or something like that. It comes uh, with uh, UV 400 protection. You can get prescription lenses. Um, it has their, actually the rating on it. Dave, do you remember a couple episodes ago, we talked about the ratings, the IP ratings, and I said I was going to do a follow up yeah. on that. Right. So what? 
while we have it there now, I actually have just pulled up the website there on the ratings. Remember, we talked about the different IP65 or whatever. So the, these glass, glasses, the Echo Frames anyway, are IPX4. All right. So the okay. first number or the first digit is dust and the second one is water. And I X, see. Sorry. Yeah. X means hasn't been tested. So it can go zero to six on the dust one and zero is no protection. X means not tested and six meaning that it's dust tight. OK, um, so for instance, at, um, if you had an IP tree, tree would be protected against uh, solid, solid foreign objects of 2.5 millimeter diameter or greater. So you're talking about larger piece of dirt there anyway, um, or very small rocks. <laughs> and okay. six is your fully dust tight. And then the water ratings go from zero to nine. Um, the typical one that you'd probably hear is uh, five would be five to seven would be what most phones would be, which is like four is protected against splashing water. Five mm. is water jets. Uh, six is powerful water jets and seven is temporary immersion in water eight uh, against the effects of continuous uh, immersion in water and nine is high pressure and high temperature water jets yeah so, we, i've never seen anything with a nine on it like for no. example most flagship phones would be ip68 yes so yeah. they're dustproof and they're protected against the effects of continuous immersion in water right so yeah, that okay. is the IP ratings. So anyway, these That's glasses... That's great. I, I, that makes sense now, yeah. Yeah. These glasses are IPX4, which means X not not uh, tested against dust, and 4 is splash resistant. Okay. Uh, you get 6 hours of continuous media playback or talk time, or up to 14 hours um, of moderate usage on a charge. Uh, so... I, I don't know, loads of different uh, places have, like, remember Google brought out their glasses, Facebook brought out smart glasses, um, all mm. of them pretty much rejected. The one thing about this is that uh, you, I, it doesn't seem to have a camera, all right? Uh, so I think they're just for talking to uh, and listening to music. So it probably has this bone conduction or something like that. Or maybe they link over Bluetooth if you had Bluetooth headphone as well. Oh, but, um, man. I mean, yeah, that kind of defeats the purpose, really. I mean, just use earbuds. You know what I mean, I'm yeah. wearing regular glasses. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know I mean? uh, it's just, a. I think, the whole idea of having Alexa built into it. But I don't know. For, for the price of them, they're going to be about 300 euros. I, yeah, yeah. I can't see, I can't see people splashing out in that. Yeah. Uh, they're like mm. the, I, I, a lot of companies have tried these smart glasses thing and it just hasn't really taken off. So, no, no. And right. uh, I believe they're they're only available in the US right now. Uh, we yes. can't get them here. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, they're US only. Mm. Uh, eventually, they'll be over around here anyway. And sure, if you were if you were taking a trip across the water, you could buy one and bring them back. <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. What else did they uh, announce? The Eero Max Seven Wi-Fi router. Um, that is, it's their first Wi-Fi 7 mesh system. And like Wi-Fi 6 hasn't even really taken a hold yet. And Eero are gone to Wi-Fi 7 on this. So you're not going to have many devices that can support that Wi-Fi standard. So I don't it's know. It's true. Mm. There are a few, but here's the thing, right? They're releasing a bunch of routers for them now. But what I don't get is that the spec hasn't even been finalized yet. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It will be like, as with every time they go up in the Wi-Fi numbers, Wi-Fi 6, Wi-Fi 7, it, it's going to have faster speeds of Wi-Fi, um, better... Um, Traffic management, all that kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what you call it, avoiding interference from other networks locally as well. Um, mm. Mesh latency, everything. Like they're, they're getting better. But as you say without the standard being finalized, it means that like it's going to have to get some update when the standard is finalized. But I don't know why or how they're bringing out these devices 
when there's yeah, so little support for them and six Wi-Fi six still has to get a huge like it, it, it has to start becoming more ubiquitous before seven gets into but I, I just don't know I, it, it doesn't make sense to me to jump ahead like mm. that but yeah but you're always going to have your early adopters and they know they can release these wi-fi 7 routers and they're not cheap you know no. they're not cheap no they're not no um i think these ones are going to be starting around 700 euros Ooh, uh, yeah. oh my sides are splitting <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yeah Exactly. Now, they also released, I think they have a newer version of their Fire Stick 4K, uh, which is just a bit more powerful and includes support for Wi-Fi yeah. 6. <laughs> you know, I was looking at uh, one of their offerings, you know, for the, uh, their biggest offer. I can't remember what it's called. It's the, the Cube one. Is it called yes. the Fire Cube? I think yeah, it is. It is, yeah. And it's just so lacking in certain things. Like, for example, the Ethernet port on it is only 100 megabit instead of a gigabit. Some people will say, oh, that's enough. But eh, is it, though? I mean, I don't know. Not it's, if you're going uh, yeah. to be doing 4K movies. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. Well, technically, it could be. But, like, it doesn't leave much room on the table. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're going to buy it now, and then it's going to be, like, in a couple of months' time or a year's time, you're going to be, ah, need yeah. to get another new one again. Um, the I think the, the 4K and the 4K Max as well, which um, has Wi-Fi 6E and mm -hmm. Dolby Vision, HDR, Dolby Atmos, uh, and the new HDR 10 Plus as well. God, they come out with all these bloody standards all the time and keep changing things. And it's yeah. impossible. Like, why if they just come up with one <laughs> instead of all these different things, be a lot easier but that's for the and if you're if you're downloading your movies or whatever, you're going to download for well. The good thing is, I mean, to have all the support, like I'd often download something that would be Dolby Vision or um, HDR or whatever. Like yeah, more often than not, Dolby Vision. And um, with my uh, Nvidia Shield and my TV, it supports it, so it's handy. You know, it is kind of handy. But you're right, it is getting fragmented. It could be a format war here. <laughs> you know, you okay. never know. Yeah, and it could thing. be one that will win out. Yeah, who knows? VHS and Betamax. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Right. What else did they release recently that was of note? There's a few other bits and pieces, but uh, I think the one that popped up for me there was their ring stick up camera, uh, which is an indoor or outdoor camera that just kind of you just it's it's kind of termed as just this thing that you just stick and go. Um, and again, I think I need to check this, but I think it's there was power over Ethernet for support as well, but I'm not quite sure. Um, I thought I read that, but I'm just looking at something here now and I don't see it here. Uh, but again, starting at around 200 euros um, for their ring stick up camera, uh, which has microphones built in as well. I think you can do two way audio with that as well. Um, the usual the usual features of um, all the different cameras where you have like you can get your motion detection and get alerts when um where it'll save a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds before the motion because it's constantly oh, recording. Uh. that's pretty much it for the the amazon stuff they, they did the other usual thing like the, the fire hd tablets and the kids version of them as well uh, yeah. For, uh, younger, they have their Echo Pops as well for kids as well, which is your smaller Echo with branded stuff inside them, like Disney or or Marvel characters on them, um, different designs on them. But they're uh, they're kind of they're just more aimed at the younger listeners uh, or viewers. <laughs> I think that's about it. I think that's all in the Amazon stuff. Um, anything else that all right. stood out for you, Dave? Um, I mean, in terms of the Amazon stuff, yeah. uh, no, that was it. I, like, I haven't really been paying attention to the Amazon side of things uh, for quite a while. So um, I didn't know about that Wi-Fi 7 router, for example. Uh, I knew about some of the other things, but yeah. um, so no, not, not from Amazon. But um, I know that uh, we were going to talk about the Google Pixel release, which was uh, at the end of October or something to that yes, effect. Yes, indeed it was. Um, have you any details on that, Dave? I think I might be a bit of course. light on it. Go on, tell us all about the Google Pixel I, 8. Well, the presentation was quite um, 
it's quite detailed and, uh, you know, it's, it's quite impressive what they've done this time around. They have their third gen Google Tensor chip in there. Um, it's got a bit more heft in terms of the AI because, you know, Google is really focusing on that kind of thing. It's not going to win a benchmark with um, the top Samsung chip or even the top um, Snapdragon or especially not any anything from Apple. But yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to shine with AI tasks. There's a lot more let's say, things it can do on device now. Okay. Um, it makes it smarter. Um, I w- like, we both know someone with one, uh, a pro version of it, but uh, I haven't got my hands on one personally. But uh, but again, from from the presentation, I don't know. It, it seems like it's a good incremental upgrade from the Pixel 7, but I wouldn't be handing my Pixel 7 over and, and going straight to the 8 at this point. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that much of the, a game changer. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be like what from what I read, it's it's a bit slimmer, but it is heavier, um, and it's got the the Gorilla Gra- Gorilla Glass Victus Two on Victus the front and back. Two, oh yeah, two. Wow. So it's okay. probably a bit better. Uh, it still has the fingerprint sensor under the screen, I think. And yeah, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's still um, uh, an optical sensor instead of uh, yes. what's the uh, the other the ultrasonic type, which yes. is tends to be a bit better yeah the the screen is um pretty bright as well i think on the pro uh it yeah can go up to 20 uh 2400 nits of brightness on the pro yeah that's pretty good uh, yeah, yeah which is yeah. bright yeah considering we were talking about the apple watch there recently where it was getting uh 2000 nits of brightness and to have this on the phone to 2400 it's pretty good pretty good yeah I, I mean, there's definitely, I, I would say there's a bit more separation between the pro and the non-pro variants this time around in terms of what it can do with uh, uh, video and stuff like that. And some of the video processing that they're doing on the pro specifically, um, some people might have thought this is on device, but it's not. You're sending it off to Google servers and oh, really? then they're sending oh. it back to you. As far as I know, okay. yeah, as far I, as I know, this yeah. this I, night vision stuff, whatever it was called. Right. I was actually thinking that this stuff was on device as well, but maybe I think that might be something I yeah. have to go read up about as well and see how much how much is done. Like they can't do everything on device. Same as even when you're talking no. to actually like the, when you when you at presentations, they always say different things between Google, Apple, Samsung. They always talk about like, oh, it does more on device. But it doesn't tell you exactly what it does on device. So you've no way of knowing if the command you give it was on device or not. Uh, yeah. It's like there's, there's nothing even visually to tell you whether it's on device or not. Um, well, just be careful what you're filming. And um, if you're doing any kind of uh, that particular, I can't remember what it's called. It's a feature and it's only on the Pro model. Mm-hmm. And um, I should have researched this before. Uh, it's been a few months, but um, but it's, it's the thing where it kind of, I don't know, like a dull, dark image or whatever can be completely rejuvenated or whatever. Like, and that right. is not on device, I don't believe. I don't think that feature came out at launch. I think that was supposed to come later or something. I don't know. Uh, again, I really should have looked this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know what? We can, since uh, we both know a guy with it, we can mm-hmm. actually put this to the test and maybe come back next episode with a bit more information. Okay. Yeah, let's do that, actually. Yeah, let's actually mm. do a few tests on, on different things on photography. And we might uh, might do a comparison from our different phones, take a few different photos and, and see what we what we right. end up with um, all in the same time, like in yeah. same lighting and same subject. Okay, so let's do a few right, pieces you, on you that. Have a, you have an iPhone 14. I yeah. have a Pixel 7 non-Pro and... Uh, and then we have a Pixel set, a Pixel Eight Pro that we can um, add okay. into the mix there. So yeah, yeah how about that? That let's sounds do, good. Let's do a bit of testing so for next time, and we will report right. back in the new year on that one. Now, while you were talking about uh, the stuff being done on device and photo editing or enhancing, I just mm-hmm. want to quickly jump in here with one that uh, a story that I saw. A couple of weeks ago, and I don't know if you if you saw this, Dave, uh, where there was a lady getting her um, her photo taken in a wedding dress. Uh, I did. I send you a picture of this at one stage, did I? Uh, I can't remember. I don't if recall I did. it. Right. So what happened was, you know, the way the 
like your iPhone takes multiple pictures at the same time from the different cameras. Right, yeah. So all of them do this now as well. So because you've got multiple cameras on your device and because it's doing so much in software to get the best photo, you get loads of photos when you just, you think you've taken one, but the system has taken maybe like 20 or 30 photos over the space. And especially for live photos as well, because uh, live photo is just basically uh, about two, three seconds of a recording. Right. Um, and this lady was standing in front of a mirror trying on a dress. And when the photo was taken, there was two different mirrors. So when the photo was taken in all three um, poses, which is of her and her in the two reflections, her hands are in completely different positions in all of them because the photo was taken while she was moving her hands downwards. And and Mm. you look at it now, you've got three different positions. So it's like as though there's three different people in the one shot because the phone kind of took different bits of it, put them all together. And it I, I presume it thought there was three different people. So it got the best detail and the best lighting of each of the people that it saw, even though it was just reflection. So it's a really odd bug that the phone didn't realize it was the same person and put them in three different poses. So when you look at it, you kind of, I don't know, you just, it just looks so strange that this, these two reflections have the person in totally different uh, pose. Uh, So that is something that is going to be have to be addressed. I don't know how they're going to do that, actually, because like, <clears throat> how are they going to know if something's a reflection or not, especially if someone's got their back well, to you? Well, sure. I mean, like the only way I could see that being uh, happening is just AI getting smarter, but also facial recognition, which, to be fair, is kind of, you know, mm. scary. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're not going to be able to do that on device. That's going to have to be sent off to uh, <laughs> to the master server to uh, what's it called? Uh, Skynet. And Skynet. Yeah. NSA. <laughs> That's even worse. The government's worse. <laughs> it is indeed. Right, Dave. Um, let's move on from. We'll, we'll do our tests on the on the the um, cameras on the eight and the Samsung and the Apple phones and everything. So in the new year. So let's <clears throat> move on from that and. We have a good few stories, actually, a few bits and pieces. And I have the, I have something to talk about later on as well uh, for the next version of iOS 17, uh, 17.3, I think is coming out. So uh, I'll talk about that later on. Before we move on, so I'm just going to do a quick uh, bits of reviews of some tech that I got recently. So the first one right. is the makers are called Carpuride. And they have a number of different devices, which are, I suppose you can get them anywhere from kind of like five inch to nine inch screens. And they're effectively a mobile screen, little kind of a tablet that you bring with you that you can mount inside in your car. So instead of having to replace your car's entertainment system uh, or any stereo out of it and pull it out of the dash, this is basically just plug into your cigarette lighter and you have a touchscreen interface so you can use Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. And it's something that you can just take with you, uh, clip up onto your uh, dash onto the windscreen or something like that, just find a place to mount it and take it away with you whenever you want, move it between cars. And I have to say, so I got one recently. You can you can pick these up. They're, they're gone very cheap now. They're kind of like 150 euros. Uh, just search for car puride that's c-a-r-p-u-r-i-d-e and i got one i put it into the car and i'm really happy with it it has bluetooth wi-fi it has an fm transmitter inside in it so you if you want to use your existing car stereo you can just tune into an unused frequency and set your car pure device to broadcast to that but it will go over bluetooth as well if your car supports bluetooth audio or you can just use the three and a half inch jack to do your audio as well if you have an input port in the car as well so there's numerous ways to get the audio through your own car speaker uh, it has built-in mic um, it has usb so you can charge your device it does do wireless uh 
CarPlay as well for me. I'm not sure about the Android Auto. I must try that out. Um, and it's just a great handy little device that you can just stick up onto your windscreen and take it from car to car with you. And no pulling of wires around your dash retin. Just plug it into your cigarette lighter and away you go. Very, very good device. Uh, really, really happy with it. And it I, I presume it's running like a version of Android Auto on it or what no, no, it'll be it'll be it'll be a version of android android yeah. auto will be uh just built into what, it or phone, as an app yeah. but yeah but there is yeah. there, there is uh, I, I know this is kind of confusing but they i think they call it android car which is the operating system on the device that then supports different things like android mm. auto or apple carplay and there's other apps inside in it as well so you can do different things like um plug in a USB key into it and play video or audio from the USB key. So it's, it's, I, I just got it as a test. I had heard a couple of people talking about these CarPureRide devices and I decided just to try it out. And I have to say, uh, it's fast. It boots up very quickly and connects to your phone within five to 10 seconds. And you're ready to go. It also has an interface into it as well. So if you did want to run a cable back to like, say a reversing camera, you could run a camera into this as well. It has a camera interface so you can. Wow. Yeah. Now I, I presume you'd have to launch an app to see the camera on it because I'm not sure how it would know that the, let you're in reverse. So yeah. how would yeah. you actually, yeah, thinking about it, actually, if you, if, if you had an auto and electrician and they wired the camera to your reversing lights that the camera only comes on when you're in reverse then most likely that would trigger the reversing camera to come up the actual camera uh, display to come up just when you're in reverse and then when you take it out of reverse no power to the camera anymore and we'll go back to normal interface uh haven't tried that but i'll i'll do a bit of reading on that as well anyway but for your 150 160 euros I have to say, great device. Really, really happy with it. So that's your Car Pure Eyed review here on the Tech Post. Uh, Dave, you actually have, you bought a built in stereo for your car, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, um, make no mistake, it's slow as hell. It runs Android 10, um, but they've brought out some better ones since then. Um, and I've been thinking about upgrading, but. The, uh, but yeah, it does, it does everything, um, that yours says. The only, di- the only difference is that I need to get, uh, an adapter to be able to use Android Auto on it. So I haven't actually ah. bothered. Oh, but, nice. um, but it does run on, you know, plain Android itself. So you can basically sign into your Google account on it and you can go into Google Maps and, use the uh, navigation system and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And that's fine, you know. Mm. Um, I, and I, of course, sorry, go on. I, I was just going to say, I, I find that like previously I had put a stereo like that into a car before as well and getting in, mm-hmm. plugging the cable into it was just became like one of those things that unless you were going a long journey, you weren't going to bother doing it. Uh, but with this one, the fact that it has the wireless connection on it, you don't even need mm-hmm. to take your phone out of your pocket. You just get in and it's automatically up with your your navigation or your podcasts or whatever onto it. Um have to say, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm loving this device actually now as well, because for me, ripping the dash apart was not an option on this. So I'm quite happy with this device anyway. Of course, um, it's not an option with some cars, but like yeah. there are... Like, for example, now, I, I can recommend, like, the, the one I have, again, it's, they, they've released subsequent models of it. It's got mm. wireless CarPlay and wireless Android Auto. Uh, it's got a much better processor in there, so it's going to be snappier. Mm. Um, it's a brand called Enon, E-O-N-O-N. And yes, they're based out of China, but, they, but they're probably the best of the bunch who are doing, and because these Android head units are Diamond doesn't. They're everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah, they are. You can yeah. get them on yeah. out stores on like Deal Extreme or whatever those Chinese play, AliExpress and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Enon tend to be a kind of a cut above the the wiring loom that you would connect up is not too complicated. Okay. Uh, it's, it's an easy enough install. All right, good. All right, and that'll lead me on to another review that I promised last time. Mm-hmm which is the Acara video doorbell that I got as well. Uh, so I teased this at the end of last episode. This is, I've, I've been looking and reviewing 
different video doorbells for a while uh, trying to decide which one is the best one for me and this one very easy install uh, now it can run on power or battery so you can hardwire it if you have wires coming from your your fuse box um, out you will need a transformer unless you already have a transformer for it uh, so it's just your two wire system that goes to your normal doorbell so if you had that one already uh, check probably get an electrician just to check what power and amps are being fed to it already uh, if not you can get a transformer for your um, for your fuse box for maybe about 20 quid and uh, with the power requirements on this so you can just have it hardwired in all the time if not it will run on batteries uh, it'll take six of the AA batteries but I have to say mm-hmm. you'll be lucky to get maybe three months out of the battery I think is what I get on average depending on how much usage it gets in terms of people coming to the door or mm-hmm. how many times it has seen people passing that it will notify notify you about so that's really down to your settings in the app you can put it on a kind of a low power mode as well where it's not as aggressive for watching for uh, motion uh, or what types of motions it'll pick up and alert you about and how long it records for as well um, the one good thing that I really like about this Akara video doorbell is that you don't have to subscribe to, um, like you don't have to go onto a subscription service. Uh, I'm allergic to any of the smart devices that come and say, oh, right, here's a camera. And now you have to subscribe to this 150 euro a year storage plan. Otherwise, the camera is useless. Uh, that to me, I get very... Uh, uh, run away fear straight away whenever I see that on devices because you could you could easily if you if you signed up for certain devices that look for all these subscriptions you could be a couple of hundred quid going out every single year on a device that you've purchased so you've already paid the money for the device and now you're tied into another service as well that makes mm. your device a brick without that service so if the company goes bust then you've got a brick you've got nothing right yeah exactly yeah Yeah. Uh, so you're dependent on their their cloud service being active but the cara video doorbell uh will work with HomeKit. i haven't tried it with the amazon system yet uh i just haven't got around to it so i can't comment on its compatibility there but the fact that it's got the um HomeKit compatibility uh, and the HomeKit secure video, which means it'll record to Apple's uh, camera system as well, uh, into your uh, iCloud account. All right, okay. Uh, so that means you're like, if you have your iCloud Plus account already, then this will record into it, and you're not going to cost anything extra on that. Um, the app is very good as well, and I find the the detection is brilliant so it does come with a usb uh hub that you have to plug in and this this hub is what talks to the video doorbell and the hub itself is also a chime so when somebody presses the button outside that little hub will ring to let you know that there's someone there you can also because i have it connected to HomeKit, you i get my alert on the phone and I also have it linked to my HomePods as well. So if somebody rings and I'm watching TV, the HomePod will ding as well and let me know. So it's it's all around. It's brilliant. The the actual picture, the video out of it, very good. Great resolution out of it as well. So yep. really, really good. I would highly recommend the Akara video doorbell for anybody <laughs> who's thinking of going that route. I'm looking at the the uh, web page for it now. I mean, it's um, it's it's got the features, you know. Um, it's not clear whether it will work with the likes of Google Drive or OneDrive to store your your footage. But I mean, that's not necessarily a deal breaker because you got your micro SD and you can send it to a NAS as well. So you you can be in control of this footage, and that is like what you said. That's a key thing. That's a key feature for me yes. if I was going to do it. Yeah. I, there's no way I would buy a device that relied on. I don't know, some company I can go bust, like, you know, not like, you know, the, the big companies, but like, you know, this company might come out of nowhere with this cloud camera 
and then they could go out of business in two years and, and that that has happened i'm sure oh it, ha- it has happened with different sure the, i bet it has yeah the, absolutely. the one uh the one thing I will uh, give as a kind of a warning about it. So when you mount mm-hmm. the, the backing plate for it, so you mount it onto the wall and then there's a kind of a, a security screw on the side of it. So you put the device onto the backing plate and you screw it in. Um, now, it's it's very easy for someone to come along and just go to the side of the device, remove the little rubber tab and take the screw off. So it is something that is not the most secure. There are other devices out there that are more secure onto the wall um, in terms of uh, theft uh, prevention. But if you do undo the screw and you haven't gone into the app and turned off the theft detection, the very second it leaves the body of the device, your unit inside the little USB hub will start going into alarm mode and the actual camera itself that your the, the doorbell goes into an alarm mode as well uh, until you rip the batteries out of it and it'll just start um, kind of giving a warning noise. You'll get an alert on your phone to tell you that uh, that is activated. And the reason I'm giving that warning as well is if you go to replace the batteries (laughs) to make sure you turn off the theft detection before you take it off the wall, as (laughs) I did. Uh, where oh. I, <laughs> I went to you replace the batteries good. and opened it up, took it off, and next thing, everything started going. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, you didn't think of it. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I had to put in the new batteries and put it back in the wall very quickly and then reset it. So <laughs> that well, is on the bright side, though. <laughs> yeah. But on the bright side, if, if some kids are just messing around the neighborhood and they take it away from the, the door, that's going to freak them right out. They're going to be like, oh my it God, uh, yeah. my mom is going to spank me, you know, and they're going to drop it and just feck off. Yeah, you know? and you're going to have a recording. They're not even going to think to remove the batteries. You're just going to go. Yeah. Yeah. It also has, like, you can limit the area that it um, that of its vision for the detection. So you can go in and kind of draw a box and say, only give me notifications of motion in this area. So if you wanted to block out your neighbor's driveway or something like that, you could, or the road outside, you could block it out and say, don't give me notifications of passing traffic, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's that's a good thing because it is a very, very wide angle lens on there. It's like 162 degrees. So you might very well need to do that. And that's great. That's a good feature. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So Dave, I talked earlier on about iPhone 17.3 and there is a very important update coming in this. And this is to um, help protect against theft of your phones. Now, all phones Mm -hmm. have, have this problem whereby if someone shoulder surfs you, like say in a bar or at a sporting event or on the bus or something like that. And if they see you typing in your passcode into your phone, then if they steal the phone, they have the passcode, they get in and they can start doing things and locking you out of it. One of the big things that's been talked about for the last while is uh, the fact that if somebody gets into your phone with your passcode, they can change things like, say, your Apple ID password immediately. Uh, Mm. just do a password reset and by the passcode, they can reset that and lock you out of all your devices. So that's something that is, it's it's happening a lot more than people realize that you're getting locked out of all your devices. And then because they have the passcode, they will then maybe add their face into the face ID, which then gives them access to your banking apps and other apps on device and they're in your biometrics. So this is actually happening more than people realize. And the next version of iOS, and I'll be recommending everybody to turn this on in iOS 17.3, is that if somebody goes to change your um, your Apple ID, right, um, and they have the passcode, they rob your phone, they get in, it's going to ask them for biometric data such as your face ID or your fingerprint. And once it does that, then it will then wait for one hour and it will not allow you change anything for one hour. And then in an hour's time, it's going to ask you again for your passcode 
and your face ID or fingerprint. And then it'll proceed with the changing of, say, like your Apple ID password or certain other things on your phone. So this is going to be a welcome protection. Now, I know it's going to inconvenience some people in terms of having to waiting for an hour. But yeah, yeah. One of the things they said that they're going to do is allow things like trusted zones. So if you are at home, then it would allow you to do it without the hour wait if you're at home. Yeah. So they're thinking about this, but I think I've found a flaw, Dave. All right. Okay. Well, first of all, first of all, I think that sounds akin to like a bank time delay lock, you know, in a vault or something like that. And that's not a bad approach, but if you have a flaw, let's hear it. Right. So if you have a trusted zone like home or work, then it's very easy. If I have your phone and I have your passcode, Mm-hmm. And I get in. I guarantee yep. you within 10 minutes, I'll know where you live by going through details on your phone. And even if you don't have the details someplace inside it, you mm-hmm. just ask the smart assistant. Bring me home. Me, show me directions to home. And mm-hmm. most people, it'll tell them where to go. So if I stole your phone, I would guarantee you that within 10 minutes, I would know where you live. And then I could drive there and do the reset from outside your house because once I'm outside your house I'll probably connect to your Wi-Fi and I could do the reset and then head away. It, so, is, it is a bit of a flaw because this yeah. location data is not 100% accurate and I can detest to that because mm. on Android we've got trusted zones as well for whether you want your phone to be unlocked permanently. Yeah. So yeah. for example, I'm using it. I, I admit I'm using it here at home yeah. um, uh, so I don't have to unlock my phone but uh it's kind of the radius of the detection is far beyond the boundary of where I live. You know what I mean? It goes across the road and whatever have you. So yeah, when yes, you pull up in the car park, it, it right. knows your home. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mm. So I think like if somebody has gotten into your phone and they've gotten your passcode, uh, like here's kind of here's some top tips anyway for the end of 2023 and we've given loads of tips in terms of scams and stuff like that if you meet someone in a bar and they say something to you like oh give me your phone there and i'll just put in my number into it right and they say oh look it's after locking give me your passcode don't ever give out your passcode to anybody and Mm -hmm. if you are doing things uh make sure that you know what's around you, look around you, make sure people aren't shoulder surfing you and trying to get your passcode and don't leave your device down on the table unlocked. Now, some of the stories I've heard of, say, things like somebody could be standing at the side of the road and they could be texting someone and somebody just comes up and grabs the phone out of their hand. Uh, Now, that straight away they're in but they don't have your passcode because the phone is still unlocked so they could try to do something and this new um, protection in 17.3 is going to be good for something like that because they can't go doing things but if they get your passcode and they have access to your phone remember most people out there their entire lives are in their phones can you imagine losing all your cloud photos, everything like that, and getting locked out of your Apple ID. And if you get locked out, unless you have your your backup recovery codes enabled, you're not getting your account back. There is no way. And you can ring and you can get on social media all you want. If you don't have your details, you're not going to get your account back. That's it, once you're locked out. So you have to be very, very careful. Uh, if you haven't already done so, make sure you go in and set up your uh, recovery account contact, which is someone you trust that can help you get your back into your account and set up your recovery codes, which will be an actual code that you would then save, like maybe print out and put into a safe or put, put into a safe place uh, and store someplace else. So that if you ever do get locked out of your account for any reason, you'd use this as your recovery code to get back in. So definitely I'd be recommending people go do that anyway. Yeah, definitely. You're right. And we've seen this before, especially with Apple. The security is quite tight. Yeah. Um, More so than more so than a Google account. So you can really, really brick yourself here if you uh, if you have no valid way to get back in. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, definitely be aware of your surroundings. Don't give anybody your passcode to your phone. 
and uh, that, that's that's the same advice for whether you have an iPhone or yeah, Android. I mean, anyway. Well, I would recommend. I go one further. I would. I wouldn't let anyone I didn't know touch my phone in the first place. But if you're going to let them do it, and you're going to enter your passcode, make sure the phone is, you know, play your phone like a, a hand in poker. Don't let anyone else yeah. see it while you're typing it in or you're doing your pattern or whatever it is. Yeah. Same as yeah. when you go to an ATM and you don't let people see your PIN code for your card. You treat mm-hmm. your phone the exact same way. Right. And if you haven't already, whether it's your Apple account or your Google account, go and set up your backup um, account recovery person and download your account recovery codes as well. That was your top tip for the end of the year, Dave. <laughs> and it's a good one. Okay, let's run through some of the other small little news stories while we round up the end of the year, Dave. Um, Alrighty. Right, so there was a bug a couple of months ago in Google Drive. Uh, where some files just gone missing from OneDrive, um, or sorry, Google Drive. Google Drive, Drive, OneDrive Mm -hmm. is a totally different company altogether. Um, They said it was affecting certain users with a certain version of the desktop app for um, Google Drive. And it means that if you have a device, if you've got a, a PC and you have Google Drive installed, just make sure you're up to date. Um, and if not, there is, you would have to go through some kind of recover from backups um, to uh, to get okay. any missing files back. Um, Has anyone even used a desktop app? Because I don't, I don't use it. I haven't, I don't think I've ever used it, to be honest. I just have uh, the, the browser and the phone. Really? That's it? Yeah, works They'll for me. Do everything yeah, through the browser. works for me. Yeah, you're probably yeah. better off. I mean, actually, some people, yeah. some people think, yeah, the, the app is only good if you're trying to sync a whole bunch of stuff on your computer, just like you would OneDrive. For me, I just throw the odd things up there, you know? All right. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah. guess maybe some people would have it, but yeah, yeah. But absolutely get your app updated. Uh, I recommend you do that anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Electric Ireland uh, have contacted there last month. They contacted over a thousand customers to say that um, it's suspected that their personal data had been compromised. So they suffered some sort of breach. So if you are or were an Electric Ireland customer, your some of your data might have been compromised in that breach. So it's worth looking into that and seeing like if you have a if you have a, a password that you use on your Electric Ireland account, make sure you don't have the same password on any other accounts. And if you do, make sure you change it wherever you use it. And what else was there happening? Um, there was a there was a story that came out there, Dave, about um, it was it was to do with the push notifications um, in the US being used to spy on people. Um, I don't know if you'd. Had you read anything on that, Dave, or had you seen any of this? No, no, no I hadn't. No, no, okay, not at all. Right. And, and is so, it um, Android or Apple? It, it, this is pretty much can happen on any any device, um, and it depends on what company you're using. So, like, because push notifications, I don't think they're all. It, it's not end-to-end encrypted anyway, right? So. Certain things like if you're getting push notifications from some companies, so let's say you've got a delivery company that's sending you push notifications, then Mm -hmm. there's nothing to stop that company giving over that information of what push notifications it sent you when and where to the government if, if it was asked for it or any law enforcement. All right. So that means that the data true push notifications can be used to kind of give a profile about you. So now when I say tracking, it's obviously mm. not tracking, 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 but there must be some data as well into inside, inside in that as well of maybe it might know your location as well. So like if you have an app such as um, any one of the food delivery companies or um, any of the, the taxi companies, they'll know your location because that's there. So if they're giving you notifications that your driver is on the way, then they know that all that information is there. So it knows where you were and when. And if they're sending you push notifications, then that data can be got from the company that's giving you the push notifications, not from Google or Apple. 
if you get me. So yeah. apparently that means that governments and law enforcement can go get this information. And even if you trust Google and Apple to say, no, we're not giving you this, these other companies can be handing over that information. So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that gets, uh, um, I know, fixed next year. Will Google and Apple start going in with end-to-end encrypted stuff or forcing notifications to be sent through their servers first? Um, it'll be interesting to see how that works. I don't know. They could do that. And hopefully they hopefully they do think of something because uh, that, that actually is quite concerning, really. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, last thing, Dave, before we wrap up for the year, um, there's an app. Now, th- there's multiple apps, but there was one recently called Beeper Mini, which was uh, promising to bring iMessage to Android users. And effectively, oh. some of it was kind of asking people to log in with their Apple ID to this third party account um, so that they would they'd be allowed that. I, I presume they were using some proxy server someplace to log into your iCloud account and then um, relay the messages on to you. Now, there's different companies have, have been trying to achieve this by like getting you to install software on your Mac, which will then relay the messages through from iMessage on your yeah. Mac to. And that's not a new phone. thing either. That's been going yeah, on for over 10 years there. now. Yeah. But um, this company, um, Beeper Mini, and they. <clears throat> they came out with a new app, Apple blocked them, then they came out with a new way of doing it, and then the Apple blocked that. And it's been kind of over and back and over and back for a while. Uh, but I think they've kind of given up at this stage because their their their, their last um, recommendation was go and buy a cheap old iPhone and sign in on that, install their software on it, and then leave it connected and plugged in at home. And then they'd use that to relay the messages to your phone, to your Android phone. Now, mm-hmm. if, if if you've already bought an iPhone to relay the messages and you need iMessage that much, then just use an iPhone. <laughs> it was, I don't know, it going to great lengths to get nothing really. <clears throat> it I just sounds, yeah. it sounds dodgy. It sounds like, duct taping yeah. a system together really yeah. um yeah yeah what i would be saying to you to listeners there is just don't give over your apple id or your app plastered <coughs> excuse me i'm sorry i'm kind of i'm getting hoarse here now at the end of the year my voice is going i think uh i think we'll have to go and start wrapping this up anyway dave so um dave best of 2023 or what are you looking forward to in 2024 New graphics cards coming out in the new year. Me thinky upgradey. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be excited for CES, which, which is yes. where they're going to be announced. And there's always a lot of funky stuff announced at CES anyway. So that's going to be a good January, hopefully. Yes, indeed. And we'll be covering all that in the Tech Post next month as well. And for 2024, I can't wait to try out the Apple Vision headset, Vision Pro. You knew I I was going to say that. Yeah, you knew I did. All right, Dave. um, I'm just going to give a mention. uh, The Ann and Steve podcast on the Limerick Post feed uh, just dropped there a couple of days ago. And Steve gives uh, the two of them talk about AI. So if you're still craving a bit more tech talk in your podcast feed, go back to it and listen to Ann and Steve talk stuff in the Limerick Post feed. Okay, Dave, that's it for another year. We'll be back in January. And uh, thanks for uh, joining us here again. And Happy New Year, Dave. Happy holidays, happy new year, happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating. Yes, indeed. Thanks to all our listeners for uh, sticking with us during the year. And if you're feeling festive and uh, a bit generous, you might go on and give us a five-star review. And uh, it does help push us up the old charts a bit. So give us a review and give us a thumbs up or whatever in whatever app you're listening to your podcast in. Uh, We'd be delighted. And um, we'll be back in the new year. So thanks, Dave. Talk to you soon. Bye. Limerick Post is brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio and in association with the Limerick Post newspaper. It also goes out as part of the podcast feed from the Limerick Post where you can get this show and loads more great shows. Please give us a rating and review if you like this show in whatever podcast app you use. 
theme music is by Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets and you can get their great music on Apple Music and Spotify and production assistance from Eric Fitzgerald.